0: We are in the book of 1 Peter and chapter 1, verse 13 and following is our text for this morning. Listen now as I read from the word. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you by the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot, who was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for your sake, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Imagine a world where holiness was the characteristic of all of humanity the scripture says that the Lord God is holy in fact our title is you be holy like God is holy what is holiness what does it mean to be holy Well, in the absolute, in the perfect sense, God is holy in that He is separate from all of His creation. The confounding of God with His creation is one of the major theological heresies in world religion. That is seeing God as part of the creation or as the creation Himself. He is not. He is before the creation. He is absolutely and wholly different and other than His creation in the sense that He intrinsically is holy. You've heard me say countless times that the word holy means to cut and to cleanse. The cutting means to cut off from or to be separate from. And God Almighty is that way over His creation. He has created the world. But every aspect of His creation somehow is a reflection of His holiness. And so we find the perfection in the universe. We find the order. We find all of the microscopic detail telling us of the infinite wisdom of God and His might and His power not only to create but to sustain, to hold in order and to keep in place. And on and on we can talk about God's creation. The crown of the creation of God according to the Old Testament Scriptures is man. The human, mankind. Male and female created he them. God created man, male and female, creating mankind. And mankind is to be a reflection of the holiness of God. But not only does holy mean cut off from, but it means cleansed, or purified. Man is to be a reflection of God's purity. The prophet Habakkuk said of the Lord, you are of two pure eyes to behold iniquity. God is absolutely perfect. And pure. And man in his creation was to be a reflection of that perfection and that purity. Imagine a world filled with people who were the reflections individually and corporately. The human race reflected the holiness of God in His moral perfections. What a place that would be. What a place that would be. Adam and Eve having fulfilled the mandate to be fruitful and multiply would have filled the earth with their offspring. Who each and every one reflected the moral purity of God then would come to pass that which the prophet spoke of and that is the glory of God would fill the earth and each and every person would reflect the moral and absolute holiness of God you had a world like that there'd be a lot of people to be out of business you wouldn't need any criminal justice system whose jobs would that eliminate starting with the lawyers (laughs) and the prison guards and the parole officers How would the world be better if we just didn't have the social corruptions of crime? Imagine a world where men and women were productive. How many jobs would that eliminate? What would happen to all the charities? What would happen to all the welfare workers? What would happen to all the bureaucrats? Because each man and each woman spent their entire lives doing like God, creating, producing, making things, and making them better. Being able to adjudicate upon their daily labor as God did upon His six days of creative labor, saying, it's good. imagine if we had a humanity where there was sexual and moral purity. How many grievances? How much hurt? How much devastation? How much shame and embarrassment would be eliminated from our society? Because A man and a woman recognized that they were in the image of God and reflected that moral purity by the way they conducted themselves with each other with a giving and a sacrificial and an infinite love for each other and for their offspring and their offspring coming forth in that image with the health and the wholeness of psyche they would totally eliminate the perversions and the disabilities emotionally that plague our world. No abused children. No psychological warps on psychosexual identity. No misplaced persons. No one lost. No one left behind. Imagine a world in which Everybody reflected the glory and the purity of God with respect to business and commerce. What would there be in terms of labor laws? What would there be in terms of income inequality? Would there be a fairness and a justice and a splendor that glorified God where employers and employees together under God gave diligent and sacrificial attention to one another and took care of one another. An employee made sure that his boss had the very best of his labor and it was productive and profitable. And an employer made sure that his employee shared in the abundance and the profit and the increase of his labor. Imagine what kind of world we'd have if we had human government, civil government, that reflected the holiness and the moral purity of God. Where kings and magistrates Recognized that there was a law above the law and that there was a God over them. And they were simply God's vice regents on earth to serve in his place, to extend the justice of God. And they did not exploit, oppress, deceive their people, but instead magistrates loved their people as a shepherd loves the sheep and the people loved and prayed for and served earnestly their kings their magistrates and those that God had placed over them by His sovereign providence and we can go on and on can't we talking about various facets. Education. What would education be like if there was light and no darkness? That's what the word educate means. It's educe, educate. Educe means to lead out of. It's to lead us out of darkness and out of ignorance and out of a blindness. What if education had light, truth, The way things really are and an appreciation for them, an understanding of God's creation that matched the blueprint that God used in the first place to create something and all of creation and every field of learning, every science and every art conformed to the light of God and there was no darkness. What would the National Endowment for the Arts do with that? Would there be some of those nasty, filthy, ugly pieces of art that's been put in public places over the last 20 years, would those exist? No, they wouldn't exist, of course not. You say, well, Ron, that is utopia. (laughs) No, utopia means no place. There is a place where that holiness exists. And it exists in God and in His people. God is at work. The first thing God did was He had to call out a people in order for them to be holy. He had to cut them out of the herd. He had to bring them to Himself. And then He had to cleanse them, clean them up, make them what they ought to be. And that's what God began with Abraham and then with Israel. He began to call a people to Himself. And when He called a people to Himself, He reminded them that He was the Lord and that He had called them specifically to a life and an existence of holiness, They were to live their personal lives They were to establish their families They were to establish their economies And their government According to his righteous standards And God did not leave humanity in the dark With respect to those standards He spelled them out in unbelievable detail It's called the holiness code It's called the book of Leviticus You'll find passages of it in Numbers and Deuteronomy and all through the Old Testament. But the heart of the holiness code is the book of Leviticus. And that's where that quotation comes from. Because it's used several times over and over in the book of Leviticus. God says to His people, those He's called to Himself, He says, You be holy for I am holy. The Holy One of Israel calls a people to Himself And that's what the word holy means. If we go to the old Hebrew dictionaries, it's the word kadosh. Kadesh Barnea in the Old Testament was a holy place where God's people dwelled around the great fountains that were there for a long period of time. And it was from there they sent the spies in. It was from there they made the decision not to go into the promised land. And it was a place special. And that's what the word means. It means set apart. It means special. It means consecrated. It means sanctified. From the Latin sanctus, sanctified. God wanted a sanctified people, a holy people, a people unto Himself. And He gave them a minimal, Transcript of his personality as a holy God. And the transcript of the holy character of God is spelled out in the book of Leviticus. Everything that God called upon them to have and to do and to be was because he was like that and he had done that and that was who he was. And when you get to the book of Leviticus, You begin to see this spelled out. God tells them how to live before Him with a sanctified, consecrated, devoted affection. He shows them how to become clean and to be morally purified. A couple of the things that we say They're in the likeness of God Is God is light. God is a consuming fire. These are symbols that show the holiness of God, the purity of God. It's not just a fire that burns to warm. It's a fire that burns to a temperature that will absolutely eradicate everything that is not the pure gold or the pure silver. It is a purifying fire. And that's what God is like. God is in the purifying business. So I'll ask you this morning, if it's God's plan for humanity, if it's God's plan to sanctify us, to make us holy, to separate us out, to purify us, to make us live according to his righteous standards and to be like him. How is he doing in your life? First of all, I ask, are you separated unto the Lord? Have you heard the call? Have you come out from among them and been separate? Are you still pretty much living in the world? You're in the world, you're of the world, your mindset is of the world, your lifestyle is of the world. And then let me ask you the other question. How's your purity of life? Let me just ask a derivative question. Do you, are you aware of your sin? Do you know how bad off you are? Let me ask another derivative question. Do you care? Let me ask you another one. Have you done anything about it? I don't know what you've done about it, but let me bear testimony what I've done about it. I've realized I've got no hope of ever being pure. I have the vilest heart of any person I know. I hope I'd never find somebody as sinful as I am. That person would scare me to death. The hate, the lust, the greed, the violence, the haughtiness, the arrogance, The anger, the pride that I would find in that person would repulse me. That's why in order to restore us to that image of God that reflects God's moral purity and His holiness, God had to send His Son, Jesus Christ. And so our quest on this earth is to be like Christ. Because when we're like Christ, He is that perfect reflection of God in His holiness. And that's why the whole burden of the New Testament is to urge us and point us to Christ and all of His perfections and all of His holiness and urge us to be like Him. That's literally what a Christian means. It's one that is a small reflection of Christ. A small Christ. Come to him knowing he's done the job of purifying you there is nothing more pure than the blood of jesus christ the text tells us that we have been purified washed cleansed made holy by that purgatory of the soul which is the blood of christ as of a lamb without spot and without blemish. And then He calls us to Himself. And if you've been called, and you've answered the call, and if you have been cleansed, and you have by the blood of Christ, then you're on your way toward holiness. And that ideal utopian society that I talked about a moment ago, it really exists. One day, By God's grit and grace, by His bound, sworn determination, the holy God of the universe is going to restore this earth with a righteousness and a justice and a moral purity and a productivity and everything that He had designed in creation and more because it will be filled with men and women and boys and girls who look like and act like and behave like Christ. And He will restore that which our sin has fouled and putrefied. I hear that. I hear myself saying that, and it sounds like gospel to me. And I believe it's stronger now than I ever have in my life. How about you?